Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. everybody. I'm so glad to be with you today. Uh, A thought on my mind today. Why don't town hall meetings work? You ever thought about that for a minute? There's a part of me that's like, are we still even doing town hall meetings when things happen? Why don't town hall meetings work? And why does everyone want to constantly have them? In my work as a culture coach, Oftentimes a request that will come through is, can you lead our community through uh, a discussion during a town hall meeting? And almost 100% of the time, my answer is no. And usually because uh, I like to explain my experience anyway with town halls, sort of like uh, Festivus. Do you guys know what Festivus is? For those of you that have watched episodes of Seinfeld, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. On Seinfeld, if you haven't seen it before, there's a character on the show. His name is Mr. Costanza. And he is one of the other main characters' uh, fathers. And he is very eccentric. And he has this thing where he and his wife, uh, they kind of, like every time they talk, they're yelling at each other which is hilarious. Um, And they're very eccentric. So anyway, for Christmas, he has this whole story about how he wants to, instead of doing Christmas, to do Festivus. And Festivus is essentially where uh, people come together and they gather around, not a Christmas tree, uh, but a lead pole, a large lead pole, and that they uh, share in the airing of grievances. That's Festivus. And if I remember correctly, I think uh, Mr. Costanza thought that that would be a better way uh, to spend the holiday than to actually just lean into a traditional Christmas. And sometimes when I think about town halls, that's what I think about. I think about Mr. Costanza and Festivus because that's why I don't always feel like town halls work because essentially what we do is we invite people into a large space with a bunch of other people that they probably don't know with a bunch of people sitting up on a stage on a platform that they don't really know. And we've invited people into a space so that they can stand up to a microphone and air their grievances and share all their opinions about everything that's going on in the world. I think that when people put town halls together, they have a better hope than that. But it keeps being the same thing over and over and over again. And I think what we've been experiencing here and there, and I don't know what your come from is, those of you who are listening, but we sort of have these small town halls. I mean, sort of, that's what uh, social media has become. It's become a daily 
town hall meeting where people air their grievances. Uh, they share their burdens. Sometimes they share their burdens with one another, um, not with one another, but about one another. And then usually what happens is people leave that town hall every single day. Think about that for a minute. Every single day. Uh, feel worse about themselves and worse about the people that are around them in their communities. And that's what we're experiencing. And so then what happens is when we get into spaces at work or at church or in our personal life, where we may have to be uh, the leaders in a meeting uh, or a gathering to have people share about their cultural experiences or cultural hurts uh, or anything of the like, the only model that we've had so far is the small town hall. And we can feel very ill-equipped uh, and we can feel nervous to engage. So for the next several minutes that we're together today, I want to equip you on how to prepare for a cultural conversation. Because if I was coaching you right now, what I wouldn't want you to do is to enter a cultural conversation thinking that it needs to be a town hall. It's very important to know that those goals are very different. What you are trying to have at work or at church or in your personal life is very different uh, than what someone else or an organization may be trying to do with regards to a town hall. And I want to make sure that you are equipped to know what you're entering into and to know which one you are trying to create so that you're clear. So how do you do it? How do you prepare for a cultural conversation? Here's number one. Remember who you are. Any cultural conversation that you either lead or jump into or find yourself in, you always need to know and answer the question, who are you? Who are you at your core? Who are you in the world? Who are you striving to become? Because cultural conversations are so personal, you know, they, they hit back to things, you know, ways we grew up and um, things that rub us the wrong way. Be because they are so personal, we always have to know who we are and to start from a place where we feel centered. Because if we don't start from a place where we feel centered, we will feel like we are either in quicksand or we will have that feeling where, uh, have you ever been in an ocean and you're in the deep part uh, and you, don't, you can't quite get your footing, but you do feel like that no matter what happens with the waves, that it just kind of, you know, takes your body and puts it where it wants to be. Or even worse, uh, taking that ocean analogy, you know, you're in the deep end and you're just out there with a friend and you're talking to them. And next thing you know, you're trying to figure out where your hotel is on the beach. Have you ever had that happen to you? You're trying to figure out like, where, where's the hotel? Where are you? Where's your umbrella? Where are the people that you came with? And you've realized that because you don't have strong footing that you have drifted now down the beach and now you're in a place where you're not even sure how to get back to where you were before. That's what happens if you don't remember who you are. You have to remember who you are. You have to find your footing and your ground first. So that's the first way to prepare for a cultural conversation particularly if somebody has requested this meeting with you or requested that you lead a meeting uh, with a couple of people, you have to know where you are. 
first as a person. You have to know where you are as a leader first. Establish those things first so that you can be the one that can be a solid rock in the conversation as a leader. So the first step to prepare is to remember who you are. The second way you can prepare for having a cultural conversation is to set the goal. You can actually set the goal, you know, particularly if you're the leader. But even if you're not the leader, even if you're the person who has requested the meeting, you can set the goal. Oftentimes this will help. You know, sometimes when people want to request a meeting or um, talk to you about something cultural related and, you know, the request might go something like this. Hey, can we talk? Hey, can we get together? And when it comes to cultural, uh, cultural issues, you need to know as a leader that you need to ask them a follow-up question. What is this about? What is the goal? Because I guarantee you that you, if you don't do this, you could find yourself as a leader, either as a referee, or you can find yourself as that person in the town hall meeting. Because if the goal is not defined, I mean, you could go anywhere. I mean, anytime you talk about culture as it relates to ethnicity or come from or sexual orientation or whatever it is, whatever it is, that divides people, politics, um, gosh, name it these days, everything divides people, right? But whenever you're finding yourself in a conversation like that, you could talk about 185 different things. There's so many different nuances to these conversations. There's so many different um, small areas where you could find yourself. And next thing you know, uh, a meeting or a gathering that was supposed to be an hour is now three hours because you all have been trying to solve everything on the planet because you didn't set a good goal. So set a goal. Figure out why are you having a meeting? Why are you having the conversation? Is there some clarity that's needed? Is it to find a solution? What is your role there if you are leading the meeting? Uh, is that role to help bring some understanding? Is it to help with an anger issue? What is the goal? Somebody needs to set the goal. And maybe there's two goals. Maybe there's three goals. But given the amount of time that you have, make sure that you set the goal. I've had somebody ask me once to be a part of um, a conversation around race and culture. And my first question was, what is the goal? What are we trying to accomplish in the conversation? Because for me, personally, um, it's not a good use of my time to uh, spend time with uh, people or a group of people and just have people sort of, you know, give their opinions about stuff, but that there's no goal, that there's no um, reason for meeting together. Now, if the reason is just so that we can air our opinions, well, that's up to you. If that's something that you want to do, that sounds stressful and exhausting to me. <laughs> they can do that in written form, quite frankly. But you need to set a goal on a cultural conversation. Some goals could sound like this. Our goal is to bring a better understanding around this particular issue. Another goal could sound like this. Our goal is to make a decision with regards to whether or not we want to carry on with this project together. Another goal could sound like this. Our goal for the meeting is for the two parties or the three parties or four parties involved to share some insight about their come from 
in order to make the workplace better or in order to uh, make their work team better. Something like that. The meeting has to have a goal. So don't be afraid to set it. And here's the third thing, how to prepare for a cultural conversation. Make room for action. This is connected to the goal setting, as I said. Be sure that as you prepare, that you leave enough time as you think through the meeting to make room for action. Because again, remember the town hall, there's not always actions that are connected to it. The Festivus poll, there's not always actions other than airing the grievances. But just remember that you want to make room for action based on what is heard in the cultural conversation. What is the next step? What is the responsibility of the person who called the meeting? What is the responsibility of the people in the meeting? Take the time before you enter these conversations to figure those things out. And I guarantee you that if you start just with these three things, okay, they might seem very simple. And they are simple, but they're not always easy once you get into them. But I want to encourage you that if you start here with these three simple steps on how to prepare for the cultural conversation, you will ease that anxiety that you feel before you get into a meeting. You will feel a lot more prepared because you have thought through. Now, you can't prepare for everything, but you can certainly prepare for who you are, what goal you want to meet, and then making room for action. You can certainly do that. So then you won't have to be afraid to lean into cultural conversations, to lead them, to make space for them, so that we can continue to do good in the world and make things just a little bit better than they were the day before. Remember, you can do this. I'm cheering you on. I'll see you next week. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.